0: Episode 85 of Beer and Cool Movie Podcast. My name is Dustin.
1: And I'm Lakeisha.
0: And welcome back to our, our home here in Portland, Oregon, as we uh, again gather together to talk all things beer and movies. And are they good? Mostly yes.
1: Most of the time.
0: Mostly yes. And we're finally finishing off the Hellboy series, as we did actually go see...
1: The gritty reboot.
0: The new 2019 hellboy or as i'm calling it hellboy don't bring your kids
1: yeah it's rated r it is not a kid they
0: weren't messing around with that r rating uh now there'll be uh some stuff i want to uh talk about how it's like particularly how it's received okay uh but we'll get to that uh in a minute let's go ahead and get right into our podcasting beers
1: yes so i don't know who goes first is it you or is it me
0: Oh jeez!
1: I think we've forgotten.
0: I think we have.
1: Okay, well, I'll go first.
0: Okay, sounds great.
1: So, uh, I am drinking um, a straight IPA. It doesn't have a cool name or anything. It's just called IPA. Okay. In little red letters. hmm. Um, from the Saint Archer Brewing Company in California. Um, so uh, the S- Saint Archer is an interesting website. Um. And their, like their tagline or their brief summary says that they are a brewing company founded on a unique strain of creative talent, world-class brewers, artists, and musicians, surfers, skateboarders, and snowboarders, all coming together with passion and commitment to express our collective true love, craft beer. Mm. Uh, we hope you taste our appreciation and gratitude in every sip. Okay. Uh I I have to say, had I read that prior to purchasing the beer, I may not have purchased the beer. Okay. <laughs> it just seems a little
0: um, um silly. Yeah, just a little sure. overly I don't know.
1: Uh mildly pretentious.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So, um but this is their IPA. It looks interesting. It had an archer on it. It's got a little archer with like wings and kind Mm -hmm. of cool. So I bought it. Um, And they say that their IPA is everything you'd expect from a great American India IPA, India Pale Ale, hop forward, yet civilized, bitter but balanced. And it's got Amarillo um, and mosaic hops uh, with citrus and tropical notes that are backed up by a chorus of their other favorites. Mm. Centennial, Chinook, Columbus, Simcoe, and Citra. Okay. Um, it's got 66 IBUs, so it's kind of a solid IPA. Um, I'm drinking it in my large Wonder Woman mug. Okay. And it's good. Um, it is. It is what an IPA should taste like. All right. Does, does that make sense? Like, it's good. Okay. It's not. Um, overwhelming Mm -hmm. it's not super strong it's not um, it's not bad yeah it's just a good solid IPA okay so I don't know maybe as I go through more it'll stand out more but I'm not sure
0: alright hold on just a moment as we gotta deal with a big dog again
1: let's hit pause and then we can pick it back up Okay, and we're back. After about 30 uh, rotations on her bed, she finally laid down. Yeah. Um, so the one thing I would say that is interesting about the St. Archer Brewing is they seem to have this specialty line of beers called Tusk and Grain, and they're all barrel-aged beers. Uh-huh. And so it's like this special... Um specialty of like they have a barrel aged blend, a barrel aged coconut stout um what appears to be some sort of barrel aged um, ghosts and so it's just a really interesting thing that uh-huh. I I was interested in seeing their little subset of um of their cellar um and it's just and they called it it's like an artisan okay. series of beer, yeah so. I just thought that was an interesting thing. I might keep an eye out for it. I think you um, might like uh, some of these barrel-aged more than I. Yeah. Um, But anyway, they look very interesting on the website, so I'm going to keep an eye out for them. All right.
0: Sounds really good. Uh, I am having something from uh, the Bend Brewing Company, which I know I've talked about uh, at least once before.
1: A couple of times, I think. We've heard. Um,
0: and this is the Tropic Pines IPA. Okay. And um, I'm just going to read what it says on the can because their website says next to nothing about their beer. <laughs> uh, it is 6.5% alcohol by volume with 65 IBUs. Uh, it says, you know that guy that goes to Hawaii all the time? And then when he comes home, he tells everyone it's actually pronounced Hawaii. Well, this beer is kind of like that, except it won't make your friends avoid you. Brewed with Mosaic, Simcoe, and Falconer's Flight Hops, as well as malts from the UK, Tropic Pines will keep you running on island time, even when there's mud outside and the snow is piling up in your driveway. Uh, It is really good. Yeah? I really like it. It's interesting, because I've mentioned before I've lived over in that part of Oregon for several years, and I've... I can remember going to Ben Brewing Company a few times and always being kind of not impressed by what they had, but mm-hmm. this and the previous Imperial IPA that I had for the podcast of theirs were both really great. This is very delightful. It smells great. It tastes like just a little bit juicy, not mm-hmm. like hazy IPA juicy, but you know, but very tasty. It tastes really nice. Is and it definitely tropical? Yes, I would say so.
1: Okay interesting
0: so yeah very uh delightful and tasty and a little lighter Mm -hmm. um so yeah i really recommend it
1: okay nice a strong recommendation yes i like it
0: okay so so, with
1: these beverages in hand yeah uh let's let's dive in
0: hellboy uh the new hellboy again we've already mentioned rated r Mm -hmm. it got a Robust kicking Critically Upon it's release Right Currently sitting With a a score Of 14% On Rotten Tomatoes
1: Just the critics score? Yes Okay yeah
0: Critics score I don't look at the I mean As far as I know The audience score Can still be kind of rigged Um But uh Critics score 14% on Rotten Tomatoes We saw it Did you like it?
1: Uh It was okay Yeah it was a solid okay. okay, like I would say I don't know C plus mm-hmm. effort. Yeah. You know, it was. It wasn't a movie I walked out of going. God, I can't believe that we just saw that. That was so amazing. Can we go again? Oh sure. You know, and you yeah. know me, like I will walk out of a theater and turn and look at you and be like, "When are we going to go see that again?" Yeah. Um, for some movies, mm-hmm. this definitely wasn't that. Um, it just left me kind of confused. Yeah. Really? So there were parts of it that were pretty entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um, There were parts of it that were um, funny. And, but as one of the things I'll talk about is I couldn't, this movie really couldn't decide what it was. No. And that just left me, I don't know, with a solid C plus effort.
0: I would say, I said this to uh, one of my oldest friends who asked me if I had seen it and what I thought. I said, it's not good, but it was fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Yeah. Sort of it like is... when I want
1: to go watch the Meg.
0: Yes. Well, I suppose there, yeah, there's a comparison there that I would agree with.
1: It's not good, but it's fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Um, this is, uh, as one of my favorite podcasts, The Daily Planet, would say, is all over the shop, mate. I can't do an Australian accent, otherwise, that would sound more charming yeah but yeah all over the place this movie i don't think it deserves the 14 percent score no i think that's hard that's yeah 75
1: percent 70 percent, 70 percent.
0: i would even go a little lower mm. which is hard for me to say because i love the character of hellboy but i still think back i should look up what the the mummy the tom cruise mummy right. still the definitive worst movie we've done for the podcast i feel i wonder what uh, its rotten Tomatoes yeah. score is
1: I would agree with that. That was a bad okay. movie. All
0: right. Anyway, so that's our initial thoughts on uh, Hellboy. Not as bad as what you're being told. Right. It's, there's, some, there's some redeeming fun stuff that you'll see. Right. All right. So uh, we've each come up with our three favorite things about uh, Hellboy. Hellboy, don't bring your kids. And we all share them with each other for the first time right now. All go right. On back and forth and you go first.
1: Okay. So um I liked um one of the things I liked was uh, Ben uh Damio. Okay. Daimyo
0: mm-hmm. I think I think. I'm not sure okay. I'm not sure of his pronunciation, um, but yeah. Ben
1: Daimyo. Specifically uh him as his when he becomes his Panther self. Mm-hmm. Like I was super disappointed we did not get as much of that as uh, we deserved. Yeah. So, but um I uh, I would have I would have liked to see more of him in that role. Yeah. I think there's a lot of time um spent setting up uh the fact that um that Damio is or Damio is more than he seems despite the fact that he's super just like such a, you know, he's like anti-monster. You know, you meet him and, you know, he's kind of an ass as he's like, oh, I thought we were supposed to be fighting monsters when mm-hmm. he sees Hellboy. Yeah. Um, and Hellboy does a great job of just deadpan re- um, replying like, ah, hey, who you calling monster? You know? Right. <laughs> um, which is great. But I also just felt that um, you know it's coming. They do all of this big setup that he's got a secret that he's ashamed of. Um, and so you know, oh, well, clearly he's some sort of, I don't know, mutant or mm-hmm. monster. and We just haven't seen it yet. And then we get it right at the very end. It's supposed to be like a third act big reveal. Right. But it's not. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, so I just wish they would have given us more mm-hmm. because uh, I did think it was a good uh, character reveal and Daniel Dakim Kim is um, very talented he's a fun actor to watch mm-hmm. and so I felt like they um, that scenes that he is in are quite good yeah and they're um, entertaining mm-hmm. and I liked seeing him as his his panther self yeah. I'm sure there's a name for it but I already forgot what it was because like a lot of things in this movie um, there were things where I was like oh I could I could go look that up right I don't, I'm not, I don't care enough. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I kept referring to him as a, like a were-jaguar. Uh-huh. Yeah, and what really- He's a
1: werewolf, except a cat.
0: Except a cat. And, but like, they revealed that's what he was in the trailer. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, so Mm -hmm. it was like, well, you know, why, you know, so which kind of makes the, the, kind of the setup mystery about him kind of pointless if any, if you've ever seen any of the trailers. Right. Which was kind of a bummer, but yeah, I liked him too. I wish the jaguar stuff wasn't all completely CGI, which mm-hmm. is what it looked like. Because they do a lot of practical effects. monster effects in yeah. this movie, and they're all pretty good. But it looked like for him, they just made a, a just CGI, CGI could, jaguar. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I wish they would have made him like bigger. Yes. But yeah. I still, I still liked it. I was mm-hmm. ready for the reveal, up like halfway through the movie. Um, so I was just kind of like, well, is this where they're going to bring? Nope. Okay, no, Okay. I guess not yet. Well, yeah. is this where he's? No, nope, nope. Guess he's not coming yet. So, um, I would have liked to see more of that. Yeah. But I did like what we did see.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, for my first thing, uh, I already mentioned this is, uh, well, this is a very efec- effects heavy movie. Yes. There might probably, probably even more actual, uh, special effects than the first Hellboy movie. Maybe. Um, some of them are quite good. Others, less so. Uh, but I really liked uh, the scene where Hellboy fights some giants. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, it kind of takes place at the end of a sequence um, taken from a Hellboy story called "The Wild Hunt," mm-hmm. where it's these uh, British cult group of British occultists lure Hellboy to England to help them, presumably hunt some giants, and really they're there to try to kill Hellboy. Right, because they see him as a threat to mankind, and they really do some damage. Uh, he's unconscious. He comes to, and oh, those giants were real, and all those British occultists have now been eaten, essentially. Right, and now Hellboy finds himself fighting three giants, and it's, um, you know, it's not, it's not perfect. You know, you can still tell. You know, it's, you know, it's, you know, some CGI stuff. But it's a really fun fight sequence and really good kind of reminded me of the comics because he's always seemingly jumping on top of a monster that's incredibly impossibly bigger than he is, you know, and punching it in the face. Right. You know, and finding a way, you know, to, to 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 handle it, to, you know, take care of the of the job at hand. Right. And it's a really I don't know, I just thought it was a really fun fight scene. There's some gross stuff in it. I think yeah. it punches one of them in the eye. Uh and yeah, and just shows you how strong that he is mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah i don't know it's, um yeah i really like that that whole wild right. and that they did it in the broad daylight yeah you know, there's know. You know, a lot of times they'll film stuff like that at night so you kind of hide the the rough edges of the effects work and they put it right out in the middle of a n- noon on a in an open field right <laughs> i know
1: i i appreciated it i actually liked that as well thought it was pretty entertaining
0: uh-huh.
1: um it, it is it is very gory like yes. i said they uh-huh. decided to just go ahead and run with the reeded r yeah um Reading and just be like, how much blood can we pack into this, and how many gross gooey things can pop and yeah. bleed, and mm-hmm. so uh, so I, there were cringeworthy moments in there for me, yeah, but it it is a good inter- entertaining scene.
0: Okay, so all right,
1: okay, my number two. Yeah. So this is going to surprise you. All right, so um, because typically this is not necessarily my jam, uh-huh. but. It is because um, because of the way that it plays out and, it, and almost the grotesque nature of it. And that is the scene with Baba Yaga. Oh, okay. Where Hellboy is called into Baba Yaga's dimension. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she's, she, it, he mm-hmm. um, has been banished there. By Hellboy and like confined to the house or confined to the dimension. It's not made clear. Right. Um, But uh, I don't. So I don't. I don't like Baba Yaga. Right. Um, You're not supposed to. No. Um, I don't like the scene for anything other than it's effective at its job, which means it is totally horrifying. um, Visually. Mm-hmm. And it is grotesque, mm-hmm. but it is done spectacularly well. Yeah. So, um, just, I mean, I did not want to look at Baba Yaga, like, at all. Uh, and yet, I also couldn't look away because there was so much going on. Um, the segmented body.
0: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it,
1: it Baba Yaga walks like a cross between... Um, like some sort of segmented ant, ant yeah. centipede, and an owl because apparently, Baba Yaga can just rat like turn around like and twist almost 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, the peg legs that are there, just the, the 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 gross face. Yeah, you know, but it is it's a great demon look. Um, Baba Yaga is very disturbing mm-hmm. in the way um that it moves and that it talks. And so it is it is horrifyingly um picturesque. So you like I I just I didn't want to watch it look at it, but I kind of had to cuz I was constantly trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know. So um so it does what it's supposed to do, which is to kind of captivate and yeah. Or shock your audience, you know? Yeah. and then it's absolutely terrible because you find out Baba Yaga has made soup out of children,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is gross. Yes. So, um, and fun fact: Baba Yaga is what they call John Wick in the John Wick movies.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, I remember that now. You met, you mentioned it during the, the when we watched the movie, right? Yeah.
1: So anyway, just. There's a little crossover Mm -hmm. uh, because, hey, John Week 3 is coming out soon.
0: (laughs) Well, for all those things that it's gross and gooey and scary, uh, I also put down the Baba Yaga creature as one of my favorite things, Uh, a witch from actual Russian, Eastern European folklore. Mm -hmm. Just like Mike Mignola, uh, his run on Hellboy and the BPRD, he pulls things from many many cultures actual folklore and infuses them in his world and yeah in the comics she's not pretty to look at but nothing like what they made for this movie Mm -hmm. i mean blah (laughs) i mean there's the one point where she like they make he or she and hellboy make a deal and she says we'll seal it with a kiss and she like mouths him all grossly and I, the way she moved, you mentioned the peg legs. It was like a, like a crab spider mm-hmm. combination, and her torso can twist, and just, ugh, it was a really great monster design. Looked to be mostly actually practical, you know, right. not a ton of CGI. Um, the house on chicken legs is also part of the folklore. Um, Either, depending on where you, I think, depending on where what region you're, you're reading about the legend, either she herself has chicken legs or the house is on chicken legs. Huh. Uh, but, yeah, just super gross and just a really great monster. Um, you know, a practical monster in an age where they're looking to turn any, you know, uh-huh. do all of that inside of a computer.
1: Yeah. Apparently, the actor who who was the contortionist of Baba Yaga... Uh-huh. Uh, is named Troy James.
0: Okay. So, yeah. just an
1: interesting, interesting little side note. All right. So, um, yeah, yeah. It just even the fight scene, yeah, was really interesting there. Yeah. So,
0: and also, uh, she, longtime villain of Hellboys in the comics. Yeah. You know, it alludes to their past. You know, she's a part of this movie, and then there's the post-credit scene where she.
1: All you hear it really is her, see her. And her voice and stuff.
0: Yeah. And she's talking to someone that she sends off since she's in the comics, she'll send after him. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Always after him. So,
1: definitely tried to prep for a sequel. Don't know if it's going to happen, though. No. So, no. Okay. So, my number three uh, is Hellboy's look in his full. Uh, demon lord glory when he is a new oh, Rama mm-hmm. um and he's got his full horn set of horns um he has his crown of flames yeah he has a flaming sword which turns out to be Excalibur right uh and um and then like he's he's riding a dragon in mm-hmm. one of the dream sequences mm-hmm. how cool is that yeah um uh, and again, he's got that—he's breathing smoke, mm-hmm. you know. I just felt they did a great job of of building that that character. He looks as though yes, he is a prince of hell. Yeah. <laughs> he is in fact uh Nuhun Rama, and it was. It was, it was great. The cinematography where he is in all that glory is, Mm. um, beautiful. They kind of set it up in the previews and in the posters and everything that you're going to see more of him like that. Right. But once again, you don't No, you know, and on one hand, that's good because he's supposed to bring about the apocalypse with that. Right. Um, on the other hand, it's an interesting, that is an interesting storyline You know, how Mm -hmm. does he recover from that? Or how does he save, like, save both himself and the world from that or something? But I did, um, anyway, that scene, the scenes where he is in his full Prince of Hell glory, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, uh, crown of uh, flames and everything, is very cool. Yeah. And, I mean, you gotta love any scene where anybody's riding a dragon. Yeah. Right, I mean. You just, you just gotta. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I just thought, I thought those scenes were great when he comes out, um, they're in the church, he's picked up Excalibur and his horns have grown as, you know, and he comes up out of the crypt where he's fallen Mm -hmm. and he's so much bigger. It's, it's just,
0: yeah,
1: it's very picturesque. It's, it's, it's very beautiful. It's well done. Yeah. Um, and I really liked that scene
0: yeah that was i was gonna mention that as an honorable mention mm-hmm. because that i mean that was in the trailer but yeah when he steps out of that hole in the ground in his full glory if you will yeah uh it's the best i think that the, the hellboy like costuming or makeup or whatever you want to call it because it is just really stunning mm-hmm. how cool it! yeah it's a really cool image
1: yeah So, I mean, and you get, you get at least more of it Mm -hmm. in this movie than you did in Ron Perlman's Hellboy. There you just get, you know, like a minute of him and this way, you know, in this movie you get a little bit longer Mm -hmm. and then you get some prophetic scenes of what, what road he could go down, right? um, which I think are are great, are really good. They're fun to watch.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, for my last thing, uh, you know, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, this it was. Uh, I wrote down both intentionally and unintentionally.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but like for example, in the very beginning, Hellboy is in Mexico, uh, trying to track down a, a BPRD agent that's gone missing. Ends up having to fight him uh, in a pro wrestling ring. Right. And there's a, he's talking to his old friend about, you know, come on, man, don't you remember when we used to hang out and play music together, you'd have your acoustic guitar playing all that hippie shit, you know, and I would play good music, right? and, and, you know, and that was, you know, and there's lines like that, you know, throughout that are pretty funny. And then uh, there's, like, during the, the Wild Hunt sequence, and there's the one, like, head of the english guy from that occult group and he wears a deer head for a hat
1: oh yeah
0: and you know if there are this is where guillermo del toro excelled i think he could look at the comics and see this this image will transfer to the movie and it will be cool Mm -hmm. but he also knew what not to try to touch Right. I think with the kind of dark gothic nature of the artwork of Hellboy, like something like that, like in the Wild Hunt, would probably look like creepy and, you know, and weird. Mm-hmm. And this, especially since they shot it again in broad daylight, and it's just a dude on a horse wearing a deer for a hat. Right. It was stupid as hell. I mean, every time the camera showed that guy on his horse <laughs> in that hat, I laughed out loud. Oh, every it's single ridiculous. Time. It is so absurd. Uh, So, yeah, it, um, yeah, so it it will make you laugh one way or another. Yeah. Uh, So that's what I put down as my uh, last thing, you know.
1: There's some great snarky comments in there. That was, Mm -hmm. like, my honorable mention Mm -hmm. is that is the humor, you know. There are just some great, and they show several of them in the trailers, which, again, is disappointing. Yeah. I hate it when you show the best parts of a movie in the trailer, because then you go and you're like, oh, well, um, that was interesting. Yeah. You know, like the time, like the moment, you know, when he's on the horse and the or he gets his horse, you know, Hellboy does, and he looks at the horse and he's like, this was not my idea, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
1: um, although, you know, any scene with a horse that doesn't die, I'm pretty happy. And so it's fine. Um... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I just thought, and there, there's some, there, yeah, there's some great, just snarky, smart-ass lines, mm-hmm. you know. Hellboy gets his birthday present. It's yeah. It's a large gun. And he's like, oh, some yeah. kids get, some dads get their kids the Legos, right. You know, mm-hmm. and he gets a, he gets yeah. a gun. And, um, so, so, yeah, they're just good lines yeah. in here. And I laughed a lot sometimes. I don't think the movie intended for us to No, laugh. we
0: were laughing at it. Yeah certain times for and that sure. It's
1: disappointing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're laughing at a movie not not with it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get there. So Okay. Any other honorable mentions?
0: Uh lobster freaking Johnson is in this movie. <laughs> A character from the Hellboy universe, World War II-era hero that is probably also a bit of a psychopath. Uh,
1: Kind of.
0: Yeah. Uh, also possibly. Yes. Uh, but kind of played for laughs a bit, mm-hmm. you know? It's just kind of absurd, but also kind of glad that they put him in here. I think it's Thomas Hayden Church, I think, is yeah, who they put in there. You gotta love him. Yeah. Took me a second to recognize, like, God, I know that voice, but he never takes off the mask. So it took me a second to recognize him.
1: Oh, even yeah. with that, I'm like, I know that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm, yeah, how so about you? Know.
1: Um. So Lobster Johnson was cool. Um, my honorable mention was going to be um the giant fight. Oh, okay. I thought that was mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty good. Um I don't <sighs> I don't know, because there's so many parts of this movie where I'm like, oh, this part was really good, oh, but maybe it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be.
0: No, nope, that's most of the movie, yeah.
1: You know, so, yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, mm. my, my I, the humor was yeah. really an honorable mention. I liked the giant scene. The giant yeah. fight scene was pretty good. Um, so, I, I kind of wish we had seen more of Hellboy just fighting different monsters
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so all right oh are we are we ready to get into it
0: all right here we go so, um where to begin just things we didn't like um so
1: i didn't like this movie could not decide what it was yeah it couldn't decide is it a horror movie mm-hmm. is it a full horror comedy Right. We've seen those. We've seen them done well. Um, is it a Hellboy coming of age story? Right. Is it a Hellboy fighting off Nimue, the blood queen, right. and her attempted takeover of the world? Um, what What is it? You know, and because they couldn't decide, it showed it. You know, it, it the movie just was was disjointed and it didn't oh, tell too, uh, yeah. it it couldn't tell a good story mm-hmm. because it was trying to tell several all at once, and I just felt that that made it way too that made it too messy, because instead of doing some one or two storylines really really well, yeah, it ended up doing none of them well. Yeah, you know, like you, yeah. So and it sounds like there's a lot of chaos. Yes. In the production of yes. this movie, and rewrites happening all the time on set, and so by the actors, in some yeah. Places. So yes. it it makes sense that this movie yeah. is so disjointed, but I just, I mean, apparently BPRD is not a secret organization because mm. people know who Hellboy is. Yeah, um, they're apparently okay with fighting giants. In the middle of the day, hunting right. and fighting giants in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, secret Osiris club hunts giants in the middle of the day. Right. Seems weird. Um, I, I don't know. So, it just, you know, like he goes to Mexico. He has no problem just hanging out in the bars down there. Yeah. So, again, it just seemed a little weird like Mm -hmm. what what story are they trying to tell and and because they didn't know you just get kind of a paint splatter on the wall in terms of a storytelling arc um oh i was gonna say i did like the um the uh the luchador fight at the start in Mm. mexico where um where Hellboy has to fight Kamazotsu, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, who turns out to be a-, a, a crazy flying vampire. Yeah, um, so that was there there was my honorable mention. That was a good one. Yeah. But that seems so disconnected from the rest of the movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, so I that that's that was my that's my biggest issue. Everything else that I have an issue with kind of ties back to that big that thing that they didn't know what kind of movie they wanted to make Mm -hmm. and it shows
0: yeah oh before i get into other dislikes uh you mentioned the production issues um the director guy named neil marshall and neil marshall is a good director he made the descent which is a super tight intense like thriller horror movie um he made dog soldiers which is a werewolf movie. I came, You came home one day and I was watching it and you are like, what is this? And I was like, it's some soldiers fighting some werewolves. And when I
1: said, of course they are and went and, upstairs. And, <laughs> yeah.
0: and, and despite when it was clearly made for like a song with barely a budget, it's very good. He's directed a couple episodes of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. including my personal favorite episode of all time, uh, Blackwater. Oh. Um, so, I mean, That's your he,
1: favorite episode of all time?
0: Yeah. Okay. In Battle of Blackwater Bay. Okay. Um and uh and you know he knows what he's doing and he's been in the game a long time and so when i saw that he was the director of this i was excited and then when i saw it i was like what happened and so yeah a screen rant and the rap are both have reported that uh like one of the producers was overriding neil marshall a lot even giving contradicting orders to the actors you know On on set uh some of the actors were trying to rewrite the script While on sets, uh, there was apparently, there's a tree that factors into the plot. You know, like, the Blood Queen is trapped, like, in a tree to some degree. And there was, like, a super big fight over what the fucking tree was going to look like, apparently. Which was insanity. Right. I mean.
1: When the fight is over the tree. Right. Then, oh, man.
0: So, yeah. Um, So, I don't know. What led to all of that? I feel bad that that happened in this movie because i was looking forward to a good mm-hmm. you know bloody hellboy movie that would maybe start a new you know at least another couple of movies and now i probably won't see hellboy in a movie theater again for another for a decade yeah this was done so horribly um but yeah there's just too much in it like the stuff about the king arthur stuff there's no reason for that it, first of all, I thought it was really... i it, That seems so out of nowhere mm-hmm. that Hellboy, spoiler alert, is apparently a descendant of King Arthur. I was like, that can't be... Mm-hmm. Did they just make that up? And then, so, and I've read a bunch of Hellboy comics, but there's a lot. Right. So I just spent a lot of time looking through Wikipedia, and apparently that is a thing. Okay. But Hellboy's mom is a descendant of Morgana Le Fay, who was like what, the half-sister of mm-hmm. Arthur Pendragon. And so, yeah, he is officially in a way like the last living descendant of king arthur in this universe but that comes so far down the road in the comics right why put it in this rebooted movie you're starting over right there's no reason to do that
1: that's also interesting because in the movie they don't even make him morgana Fay's descendant they make him arthur's direct descendant because of arthur's like liaison with a demon or something
0: was I thought it was? Well, I thought it was because the mom, because mm-hmm. Morgana Lefay is is Arthur's half sister according right. to legend. Right. Right.
1: And then yeah, she seduces him and right. has um, Mordred. Mordred. Yeah. Right.
0: So, but yeah, I thought that was. I mean, why? Yeah. It just seemed. Save that for some down the line. But yeah, it's just man. And then some of the effects, like um, uh, the woman who can commune kind of with the dead. And but she does it like a like a bubble monster comes out of her mouth and it looks like the person.
1: Yeah, she literally vomits them like their spirits out of her mouth. That effect
0: looked so bad. Yes, I that was, that was rough to look at.
1: Yeah, they not a good not a good idea. I agree. Um,
0: Uh oh.
1: So I so. I I like Mila Jovovich,
0: yeah, certainly. Jovovich, I, yeah.
1: Um, But in this character, her character as the Blood Queen, mm-hmm. um, it's like she she basically got paid to do what she often gets paid to do, which is wear very little mm-hmm. and strut around, um, you know, with dramatic hand gestures, and then. Occasionally demonstrate witch powers, but mostly look beseechingly at Hellboy. Or look angrily at Hellboy. That's just the only two looks she had. She was either trying to seduce him or she was mad at him for rejecting her. Right. And I just was like, there are movies where she gets to be like a total badass. Like, say what you will about all of the, what, Resident Evil Mm. movies. That franchise, which she made a lot of money making one would hope a lot of them Mm -hmm. um but at least you know she has to be a badass during them you know here i don't know i just was i was not impressed
0: yeah um
1: and yeah it just she was she was very overacting and it really felt like She's heard English accents before, but didn't really know what they were going to sound like when, when they came out of her mouth.
0: Not the only actor in this movie to do that, in my oh opinion. Oh, my gosh. Many of them were.
1: <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, you also mentioned the uh, the there's a scene where Hellboy's riding a dragon, mm-hmm. which, again, is in the trailer. Looked awesome. Yeah. That they put it in the trailer. I was like... Oh, the hopefully that's him riding a hell dragon as he's, like, riding in to, to you know. Battle that no way. Yeah, battle, that would have been great. But no, it's a dream sequence where it shows how he might ride that hell dragon just to start killing people during the apocalypse. I was like, well, that sucks. Right. That is a huge bummer that that is all that really cool effect is there for. Right. Um, And also, when he stepped... We've already mentioned the scene where he steps out of the crypt and looks all badass. Mm -hmm. You know, flaming crown, horns and everything. Mm -hmm. I also thought, well, yeah. He's stepping up out of that hole to beat some ass. That doesn't really happen either.
1: No, he just stands there. Yes. And then he gets into another argument with his dead dad.
0: Yeah. Uh, There's... uh, And, like, you mentioned the Blood Queen trying to, like... She wants to marry him. And is trying to pull him to his side. And... They barely pay any time to it, so it makes no sense that Hellboy even considers it. Right. Which they have him spend time doing. I don't know, just, uh, yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah. Yeah. A huge freaking mess.
1: It is. That's the problem. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought the fact that they waited to give the exposition about Hellboy's origin to the osiris club of all things Mm. who apparently um you know professor brutenholm was a part of right also i'm sorry ian mcshane was still very much playing his character in the john wick movies he was not playing a professor in this movie he was so much more comfortable Mm -hmm. holding a gun and being like Bat, wanting to be a badass
0: yeah i didn't care. i mean Ian. i would have no problem with ian mcshane's performance per se right uh he's still a fine actor i just didn't like this change to the character right of trevor brudenholm it's yeah. just not the the guy that does from the source material
1: but then that he so he's hung out with the osiris club mm-hmm they're with him when he changes his mind and does not kill Hellboy as right. a baby and said decides to take him home. Mm-hmm. He knows they disapprove, right? Mm. Clearly, it's evident that they've had disagreements about that. And yet he's like, oh, yeah, these are my old buddies. Totally go with them. I trust them with my life. Like, they're fine. Right. And then they turn on Hellboy and try and kill him. And you're like, you're either a bad dad or a bad yeah. friend or a bad professor? Like, I have no idea why that's like. Yeah. What?
0: <laughs> yeah, and one last thing I, I also bothered me is in the very beginning of this movie, when he's fighting in Mexico, his friend turned vampire calls him um, when he's calling him out in the ring. The world's greatest, like, occult supernatural detective. Right. Which is what he's referred to in the comics all the time. And then spends most of the movie not being that. Right. Which is um, because in the in the books, there's a bunch of stories that help remind you that he's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. He's been a BPRD agent since the 50s. You know, he knows what he's doing. There's a scene that's played for laughs where they're trying to do some research. And right. he's like, books. Ugh. It was just full of. There's so many words in books. Right. I was like, you know, no, he knows his stuff. Mm. He should know his stuff. That's one thing they did in the, in their in the original movies. You know, right. he wasn't a boorish. You know, I don't have time for this nerd stuff. Which is what right. that scene made me think. I was like, well, if he's supposed to be this great detective, that's part of the job. And he would have been doing it for decades, right? So anyway, that bothered me.
1: Yeah, for somebody who's been around since 1945, right? right seventy years. He's um, he's a very much a pet petulant teenager still. Yeah, and and I get that they're trying to play that up of like he's got his dad who's a professor and he's trying to find his way in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you saying that he waited until he was like seventy to do that? Right. I mean, I guess.
0: I mean, sure he ages differently, but he's still experiencing things in real time right. and experiences over seventy years would have him back to him. More maturely one would imagine. I would I would think. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And then finally, I just thought they went for an R rating on this because Logan and Deadpool had an R rating and they were like, We can make Hellboy R rated. Right. And I don't. I mean, that's fine
0: mm-hmm. if
1: it had been a good storyline. Right. If it had really been a darker or or I hate saying the word gritty reboot.
0: Yeah, but, I hate that word now.
1: Um, but it, if it had been, um, then some of the violence or the fight scenes or. I don't know, the F bombs. Like sometimes they were just saying fuck because they could. They were yeah. like, Ooh, we're rated R, we can we're totally Jennifer. say it. Right. Um, and then so there was a lot of blood and gore that was literally there just so they could be like, Ooh, we're rated R. We can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I it just I feel like if it's going to if it's going to further the storyline, fine. Whatever, sure, right. But this was somewhat this literally as with everything else about the plot line, Mm -hmm. it didn't make sense in the scope of the movie. I don't know. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I also think I think there was a couple of shots that were specifically there just for if you are watching it in three D.
1: Oh, probably.
0: You know, which but which we never go see, right? So because
1: I get motion sick,
0: and and you know, and a lot of the three D, unless they're actually filming the three D cameras, a lot of the three D stuff doesn't look great. But yeah, it's uh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, This is a movie that if you're gonna go see, Mm -hmm. um, or you want to see it. This is a movie that I would be like, eh, you know, wait until it's like at the Mission Theater for three bucks. Yeah. Or something. Mm. Um, I mean, there are some scenes that would be kind of cool to see on a big screen. But if you have a really large TV, you can, right. co- you can wait till it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray and check it out at home. Yeah. You know,
0: just... Or streaming it somewhere, video on demand anywhere. Right. If you're someone who likes a, a bit of a splatter movie you know, that you don't need to take seriously, that's...
1: That's, yeah, that that would be this that movie. That would be this movie. So, I don't know. I think David Harbour um, has a lot of potential as Hellboy. Yeah. And I was not on board. I loved Ron Perlman mm-hmm. as Hellboy, so I was not on board with him. But he does a pretty good job.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, I think
1: th- he was a good Hellboy.
0: I, th- I feel bad that he will probably never get to be Hellboy again. Yeah. Because of how what a mess they turned this movie into. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, I'd be up for, a g- I mean, it's a, it's sad that, that, you know, that it just ended up being what it is. Mm-hmm. And now it'll, who knows when the next Hellboy movie ever gets made.
1: Right. So, um, and I guess, I don't know, new actress, uh, Sasha Lane, who came out was Alice, Alice, Mm -hmm. yeah like she i don't think she got to live to her her potential yeah or act to her potential Mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't know she was she had potential i look forward to seeing what else she's in yeah she's only been in like two things oh so (laughs) she's a a super new actress yeah but um yeah but also, she also was like, I grew up in Dallas, Texas. I can totally do a British accent.
0: No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know that I can either, but yeah, it wasn't. But you're uh, also not I'm also not paid. a paid voice coach. None of that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Are we done with the, the Hellboy? Yeah. The Hellboy movie?
1: I think we have determined that it was, it did not fulfill our expectations.
0: No, although to be honest, when it came out and I saw how savage it was getting, my expectations changed accordingly. Eh. Which is why I think I I did enjoy watching. I had it was fun to see. Like I said, Mm -hmm. it's not good, but it's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but I am going to end with uh, my recommendation for the week. To end on a good Hellboy note, they pull several things from various Hellboy stories okay, and really good Hellboy stories. Like that opening sequence, Hellboy in Mexico, if you can find that short story, it is um, in the comics. It starts out as Hellboy and Abe Sapien, Mm -hmm. one of our favorites from the original movies, are doing something in Mexico. It's not revealed what it is. But they're just waiting for the BPRD to come pick him up. They find this abandoned cantina to, for shelter. And Abe's looking around at all these pictures on the wall. And he finds an old faded picture of Hellboy with a bunch of masked, masked luchador wrestlers. Oh, that's and funny. Hellboy, and, and Hellboy sees it and goes, oh yeah, that. And he just starts regaling the story that takes place in like the 60s. That's funny. Where he falls in with a, uh, these brothers who are luchador wrestlers who end up fighting like vampires all across Mexico. Ugh. And it's just about him and these guys. And he doesn't even speak Spanish so they don't really have a way of communicating to each other. He doesn't know what they're saying half the time. Oh that's funny. But they funny. spend their day driving around fighting monsters and vampires and at night they're just partying like rock stars. <laughs> Until one of the brothers stumbles out of the house they're in one night you know, drunkenly. Gets kidnapped by the vampires they've been hunting and gets turned into one and that turns into the scene that you see in the movie where he's got to fight it
1: Kamazots.
0: Kamazots. yeah so it's a very fun and funny story that also turns sad but also a reminder of just how long hellboy's been around the world
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then uh a story called the corpse uh which if you've seen all the hellboy movies go track it down because they pull things from that one short story that they use in i think all the movies uh, including the very first one, so it's uh, mm-hmm. it involves like saving the baby from the changeling, mm-hmm. which is used in this movie and the original Hellboy movie, where he pulls a corpse out of the ground. He's got to pack him around over his shoulder. That's in that story. Mm-hmm. The big pig monster. That's in this story. So really, a really cool tale that they pulled a lot of stuff from from yeah. the films. So Would be so it's fun to see nice. if you've seen all the movies.
1: Nice. Yeah, I just have to say that. That, Gruagach. Yeah, is the, like that was unnecessary.
0: I thought it was a good monster, like oh. the the suit and stuff. Yeah, I,
1: I guess I did not fully understand its motivation. Well,
0: it's yeah, that was the I problem. Know. Its motivation was 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 stupid. Right. It wasn't no. The motivation from the story in the book is. Probably is much better. Much better. Okay.
1: Yeah. That that's part of it. Well, the only thing I am going to recommend is so when we did the first Hellboy yeah. review a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago, yeah, um, you brought and you had the Hellboy beer. Yes. Uh, right. The like pancake pancake one maple syrup Sero pancake, pancake beer. stout. Yeah. Well, I just want to say we're now into April. Uh huh. And on April twenty seventh they release the Liz Sherman Mole Chili Stout. Yes. so I, I saw Also that. in that series. Yeah. So uh, I am not a huge stout fan. Mm-hmm. I'm also not a huge uh, chili, like hot chili in my beer fan. Right. So this is probably not going to be the one. Uh, I'll taste it, of course, but it's mm-hmm. probably not going to be, you know, my beer. Right. But it's coming out in, at the end of April. So... Uh, that's my recommendation. If you are able to order it from Gigantic Brewing, uh, Mm. go to Gigantic Brewing, you should try that.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's a fun series that they're doing. Right. Um, Much different beers. And if you go to the Gigantic website, I think you'll even find a list of places where you can purchase it. Right. Stores and what have you.
1: I wish that, just in timing with the movie release, I wish that they were doing the Blood Queen which is a cranberry yuzu sour.
0: Ooh.
1: I'm so excited.
0: You actually want to try that. I want to try that. Okay. Um, you can try that.
1: I will. Um, I wish that they had done that, just because it's closer to the movie release date. Yeah. You know, and because then she's go back in this to movie. the movie, right?
0: Liz Sherman is not.
1: Is not in that movie. Yeah. So we won't get to see her until for several months. That beer yeah. for several months. Mm. Um, but anyway just that would be that would be the thing I would recommend. Don't forget Gigantic Brewing is doing their little beer tasting. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. Well, that'll be it then for this episode of the Cold Beer and Cool Movie Podcasts. That's uh, right. Now, next week, I, we, as everybody knows, as we're recording this, the red carpet premiere of Avengers Endgame is happening. Right. And we're going to see it, but I believe our plan is still to give everybody more time to see it. Correct. So, I think next week we are going to review a movie we watched just the other night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Rampage.
1: <laughs> Remember how we uh, just described this movie as not a good movie, but fun to watch? Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. I would, I would describe, and again, but I would give Hellboy a solid C, right. C plus effort. Right. Uh-huh. Rampage is much like the Meg. Like, you don't necessarily go for the intellectual stimulation. No. But it'll be entertaining. And you get to see big giant monsters battle each other.
0: Yeah. All right. So look forward to that. Ramp. I have
1: a feeling I enjoyed that movie more than you.
0: I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you did.
1: <laughs> okay. I guess you'll find out next week.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, thanks for listening. You can find us on SoundCloud and I itunes apple podcasts many other places where you can download podcasts and uh, go ahead and download an episode subscribe to us leave us a review somewhere that'd be great email the podcast uh shoot us an email to ddkpodcasting@gmail.com. at gmail.com tell us what you thought of hellboy was it really that bad maybe not or, or maybe or maybe uh tell us what you thought of any other movies recommend a beer for us to try in the future uh tell us uh, your uh, Avengers in-game theories. Actually don't do that. Yeah, I don't, don't do I, that. I don't want to know. I don't I want to know nothing. Nothing. But until next week though, when we're going to talk about giant apes and alligators.
1: Go see a movie.
0: Thank you everyone for uh, giving us a listen.